welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Friends Podcast. My name is Liv. I am not joined today by Jess. She is out sick, praying that she gets better ASAP. Uh, Jess has tonsillitis and is unable to speak, so RIP Jess. But we will have her back next week. In her place, today is a very special episode where I am joined by a longtime and very long distance friend, Delaney. Delaney and I met back in college. She was actually one of the first friends that I met. Uh, We went through sorority recruitment together and she stood in front of me going into most of the houses. uh, And she had a tattoo on her shoulder that I was like, that is so cute. And when we found out we were in the same organization, I was like, you are the girl with the cute tattoo on your shoulder. Hi, let's be friends. Um, And the rest is history, honestly. Um, But a couple other things that I do want to talk about, just because I have a microphone and you fucking chose to listen, so you're going to get to shut up and listen to me talk. The summer I turned pretty. It's a fucking, it's a fucking train wreck, but I love it. Oh my God, do I love it. Okay, I can't get enough of it. All right. Um, Jeremiah gives me the icky, icky, icky. So does Conrad a little bit, but like I caught up this afternoon and like, oh my God. When Conrad like leans over belly to like take a sip of her Slurpee while he's packing the car. Oh, oh, Fanny flutters. Fanny fucking flutters. All right. That shit was hot and you cannot tell me otherwise okay and you know what Jess and I will do a whole ass episode on weird shit that's like kind of hot because guess what that's one of them and if you don't like it I don't fucking care um but it, it reminded me of like these books that were written in like the 2000s and like the 2010s these young adult kind of romancy like none of us actually are getting any so we're just reading books that are just nothing nothing but build up nothing nothing but build up fucking ape that shit up okay that shit was the best i loved it all right i still love it i am a sucker for it you know what i'm doing tonight i'm watching the fucking mortal instruments movie because it's on Netflix. Go watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's the fucking best worst movie. Okay. It is cheesy. It is so fucking stupid, but it's so damn good. Okay. I love a romance book. All right. I love them. I've read over 30 so far this year and they are cheesy. They are, they are just terrible and I'm never going to stop. You, you can't stop me. Okay. You want to know the secret to celibacy? Read some some shitty, smutty books, all right? That's my secret. It's the best. You cannot go wrong, honestly. But I want to know, like, why do we have this obsession? Why did the 2000s and the 2010s have this obsession with love triangles? And not just any kind of love triangle. Love triangles where, like, two of them are brothers. Where it's, like, it's always the girl who's, like, and they're brothers. Bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? You're fucking like you you're you're fucking for real. I mean, like good for you, but also you you can only you can only homie hop with with brothers once. Like you you date one and then you go to the other one, right? And then you can never crisscross again. You just can't, 
okay? You can't fucking do it. That I don't make, I, I make the rules. I was going to say I don't make the rules, but guess what? Ding dong, I do. That's just fucking life, okay? You can't, you can't, you can't keep fucking brothers back and forth like that. Like, we're not Elena Gilbert here, okay? That's weird. Don't do it. Homies are a different story, though. Homies go wild. Three is your limit. You can fuck three of their homies before you got to move on, you know? Like, that. that's just, that's what I learned in college. I've never done it, but that's what I learned. They sat us down. They were like, one, two, three, find a new fucking place, okay? So three's the limit. If you fuck three people in the same place, you got to go to a new place, all right? It's, that's just the rules, all right? Um, if you are a younger person... I hope you write that down. I hope you learn from it uh, because it is important, okay? I'm just trying to give you straight wisdom. And if you're not, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I hope you like the lesson. I hope you like my wisdom. I don't know how good it is. Uh, comment below. Um, yeah. It's just life, okay? That's, that's just the rules. But they were so good. The Mortal Instrument books, fucking amazing even when we found out they might be brother and sister fucking amazing okay that's another thing why was there so much like might be incest they might just fuck one more time and be like i know we might be siblings but if we just just one more time and then never again and like thank god they always ended up being like not related but like you found out that you might be related and you still were like god but you know just one more time quick and fast you know if it's quick and fast nobody will know nobody cares if it's quick and fast spoiler alert they do um so yeah don't do that shit don't yeah that why was that a thing it really is concerning and i'm really disappointed that they never made more mortal instruments movies i know they made the series and i've tried to watch it but it just pisses me off honestly um and i know that the movie was bad but it was so good it was it was bad good you know the best of times it was the worst of times okay anywho so enjoy this episode today uh it is honestly delaney and i hadn't spoken in quite a while so it was just kind of a catch-up but we have a really great conversation about the variety of where people are in their 20s uh delaney recently moved home with her parents uh and we talk a lot about like being in your early 20s like you're you're a baby adult so i hope you enjoy this episode if you don't i don't care um this is my exposure therapy so just listen again next week it'll be a different episode you don't have to like every one but keep coming back um please like this podcast wherever you're listening we are working on uploading on different platforms but for now wherever you're listening please Give us a like. Follow us on Instagram at longdfriendspod. Uh, we've got the form for Am I the Assholes, Confessions, all that kind of fun stuff. We also have an email you can send this information to. It is longdfriendspod at gmail.com. So give us a follow. Give us a listen. Like, subscribe. Tell a friend. Honestly, like share us with a friend. All right? We are a fun time, and you cannot convince me otherwise. But anyways, we're going to jump in and welcome Delaney to the show. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm 
obsessed with the red hair. Thank you. Hi, Is dude. that Banks? Who's Banks? Look how Holy big. shit, he's so big. Right? And then here's Lana poking her head in right there. How are yeah, you doing? All- What's been going on? Um, so I moved to my parents' house. That's been fun. We had, they have a new cat I used to foster. And uh, it was uh, one of the black cats who only hid under the bed and has like a little spot on his back. Oh. And my mom thought he was so pathetic. You have she- fostered so many animals. Yeah. Like, I genuinely don't think I know anyone that's fostered as many animals as you have. And you have foster failed. Like, Binks was a foster fail. I So they kept calling her a foster fail. And I was trying to justify it in my head. It's like, she's not a foster fail. Because I saw her and I was like, oh, she's mine. She is mine. She was never a foster to begin no. with. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I tried her, like, it was a trial period. But mm. I'm the whole I was like, I'm going to get her. I'm just waiting till I get paid. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Honestly, relatable. <laughs> I mean, Toulouse was $25 and I was like, that's a deal. I can't pass up. 25 Yeah, she was. Uh, so originally she was 150 I got her on sale. <laughs> it is absolutely wild to me that like there's so many fucking cats in the world and that like adoption fees for cats yo-yo so heavily where they're like, we will give you this cat for free because there's so many and then they'll be like $300. Sorry, that's it. Oh my gosh. Breeding ones? Insane. Insane. I could not imagine. So I figured today we could talk a little bit about just like your journey of like your 20s so far. Um, cause I was having a conversation with someone yesterday who was like, your twenties are literally the most unhinged because everyone tells you that it's the best years of your life. Spoiler alert. It's not, you're a baby adult. You don't know how to do fucking anything. You think you did, but you don't. And everybody is in such vastly different places that it like, it makes you feel like you're failing all the time. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm familiar with that feeling. 100%. <laughs> you know that. Currently, I am in my parents' house because you know how bad my mental health has been. We, I, I broke down and called you that one time. Yeah. Um, it's been bad. And living alone did not help. And it sucks because, I mean, when you guys graduated college, you guys moved away. They're my three friends. I mean, I had two friends, technically. <laughs> and that's all I had. And then you guys moved away. And I was like, you know, I still have Pat and Waylon and Brian in that whole group. And then Matt moved away. And then Pat moved away. Brian tries to invite me out. But, I mean, I, I don't like to drink. Yeah. And so I was so lonely. My mental health, not good. Right. And so I had to move here. And I, I don't mind it but it does it like that was my one goal that's why I put it off for so long because I know I needed to do it but I was like I'm not gonna move back to my parents house that is something I don't want to have to do and the fact that I did it just it it sucks I for the first few days I, I was not okay there's such a stigma I think around like going back to your parents house but it's Honestly, like I look at it because I'm like, I could never do that. Like, I just, I don't have the relationship with my family where that's ever even been an option. You know, like my sister got told that she could move back and get help. And then it was like, hey, you need to be gone in like a week. You know, like it just, I don't, we don't have that kind of family. But if you have a family that will support you and is able to go, hey, you're struggling, come back and let us be here for you. 
how lucky because like we're baby adults we don't know what we're doing and like don't listen to me I'm the freak of nature who's just like a crazy person but like shit you get to like be like hey you know what I need help and have a family that's like yeah and we're here to help you like we're crazy in our own way but like absolutely you can come home until you're able to try stepping out on your own and even then we still have your back yeah I mean I saw sorry I saw something where it was like you know people you know expect us to do stuff but once you hit like 18 or 20 whatever you consider an adult like I'm I'm 23 I'm only a three-year-old adult in my right mind. like I should not be trusted to live alone and have to just be thrown into all this stuff without actual lessons mm-hmm. and then I feel like oh I didn't see that coming in reality they should have. I'm a three-year-old as all I should not be doing these things no, alone. no. honestly like and it it's so on purpose like it genuinely it's so on purpose you know like it used to be so normal that it's like you'd be an adult you'd get married but you would still live in the town that like your family was in and they would help you out until you were like 35 and figured out how to be an actual human being in the world by yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I don't know how to tie my shoes. I don't know what the adult, like, I don't, I don't know how to know the difference between mortgages. I own a home and they explained shit to me. And I was like, I am just guessing. Like, I think of the <laughs> Taylor Swift lyric where she's like, how can someone know everything at 18 and nothing at 21? And I'm like, God, that hit too close. Oh, Yeah. Oh, too, yeah. too, 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 too close because like who am I you know like oh <laughs> yeah and I you know at, at the very beginning when I moved out of college I actually did pretty well because I was like oh I'm so excited I'm gonna go out in the world but then as I kept doing things mm-hmm. and like my responsibility got greater and greater and greater I like I felt like I was shrinking and shrinking I'm like this sucks yeah. this really does and then I'm back to the beginning and hopefully I can you know get to that place again where I know everything, but this time it's, you know, what I actually need to know instead of an 18 year old that's just excited to go to college. Yeah. Cause I think like we got sold this idea of like, go to college. It'll be so fun. And like, we went to a really big school. Like we went to the university of Alabama. It is fucking massive. Like it's debatably the most well-known school in the country for a lot of different reasons. And there's so much happening. Like One, when I went there, my parents were like, you have to go through sorority recruitment because like you will not find friends otherwise. Like it, like you kind of have to go through that. And then it's like, it's so good because it teaches you, like I'll give Greek life organizations so much credit for like teaching 18 to 24 year olds how to socialize with others and be normal in more adult settings. Because you walk in there and you're like, so awkward and they're like hey you you saw yourself in that moment too right like that was weird don't be weird and then you do make friends because you're like oh shit we both did the same weird thing and now we both have to stop doing that okay but then it's like you're also kind of expected to then go out and socialize and be part of the social life that is present on campus which you see a lot of people fall victim to it but no one talks about how like detrimental it is for your mental health. Like alcohol is not the best for your mental health. 
no, 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 no. And that's all that you can do in like Tuscaloosa. In that There's area. nothing to do. And I'm like, I, I feel like it's like ironic that I'm wearing this shirt because um, <laughs> I don't drink anymore. I haven't drunk for like about a year and a half now just Congrats. because I did not like the person I was when yeah. I was drinking. I got a little too crazy. And, you know, I, I saw that and I'm like, that's not the person I want to be. Let me, you know, rewind it and figure figure myself out real quick. And um, not drinking is the best for me. And my parent, my dad said he was like, you know, if that's all there is there and, you know, your friends aren't there, why do you stay? I love my job. I even explained this to my therapist as well because he asked me the same question. He was like, why do you stay in Tuscaloosa? And I'm like, well... The, the main parts of your life are your job and your friends. And yes, my friends have left, but this job that I have, I love so much. Mm-hmm. If I move somewhere else, I end up not making friends and I hate my job. Well, that's going to suck even worse than what I have right now. And yeah. so I was scared to move out of that town. Um, and I still don't know what I'm going to do after I leave the parents' house. I don't know if I'm going to go back. I don't know. <laughs> and that's such the beautiful part though, is like jobs, jobs change. Like you can always start new. Is it scary? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I picked up everything. I moved to a town and a state where I didn't know anyone and started a job that I didn't know if I would like or not. And like basically signed a contract that I would be there for two years. Like it Your was break. so depressing. It was so depressing because I was like, how do I make friends now? I'm still figuring it out. Like shit is hard. I mean, that was like part of the whole like building of this platform is like one reconnecting and sharing the stories of like the majority of my friends are still in their 20s. We're at different points in our 20s, but like half of my friends graduated from college or dropped out of school and said, I need to move home and are living with their parents and are like, Hey, so when I was in college, I knew everything because it was a fake town. It was literally, we were playing pretend adults is literally what, what I was doing. And now I'm realizing, Oh, I've been playing pretend. And now that I'm in the real world, I don't know what I'm doing. It is not at all what I was taught how to do there. So I got to go back to square one or are like, I'm in the real world. I am too stubborn to admit I need help or like, I'm just going to keep going and are like, just figuring it out as we go, but are also like, I feel like my hair is on fire because I don't know anybody I'm trying to, I kind of suck. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just had a cat jump on that chair. Oh yeah. I got one um, behind me. I tried to get a window thing. Didn't fit. So she just lays on it. And then I got the other one looking at her. I've got one that's old and just screams as she's deaf. She just screams all the time because she can't hear herself. And one that we call him Mr. Tubbs. Um, he can tell he has been loved and has been fed a lot and a lot and a lot. I know. He is just, he can barely make it up to my bed. I uh, love him. I am. Okay. So how are you liking DC? <laughs> so I haven't, I've left my house if someone else is driving. I refuse to drive. The funny thing is I learned how to drive here. So I should be familiar, but now that my anxiety is so high, I refuse to go out on the roads. Um, and so I stay in the house. Uh, the good thing is, is that, you know, the house is pretty big, but I can't on base is the closest grocery store, the commissary. But since I'm 23 and no longer a dependent of my parents, 
I can't shop there. So if I want to go grocery shopping, I have to go off base. But once you go off base, it's terrifying. So yeah, I mean, I like the DC area when someone else is driving, not when I'm driving. I mean, there's, I feel like DC has a lot to do and a lot going on, which is good, but also getting there comes with the flip side of like getting there. It's a lot of people. It, it's very different from the environment that like we were in, in buttfuck Alabama. Oh yeah. Where like the only concern was just the dip on, on 12th. Like <laughs> that's it. There's potholes. It's boring. Your life flashed before your eyes. Don't know how my car is still alive after. My thing is, Actually, I was talking to Scott and my dad about this. I was like, they do construction every summer because we were doing like one final walk around before we packed all my stuff up and moved up here. It was just like, they're always doing construction in the summer. Always, always, always. I'm like, they can spend millions and millions of dollars to create buildings, but they won't fix the pothole on 12th. Genuinely, someone needs to spray paint a dick on it. That's the only way the city will. Like (laughs) if there's any kind of like, obscene anything on it that is how they'll fix it that's smart I should have done that before I left well I mean if you got caught then though you would be in trouble for like putting that out there that's fair but I mean it's the summer after five no one will know I will say like sometimes recently I've had like a little bit of nostalgia of being in college but I'm like I hated it while I was in there like I yeah was at my lowest genuinely but I'm like, I like I do wish that I had not been as anxious as I was and that I could have been the type of person that would like go out to a bar in the middle of the day with my friends and just like skip class. And I was like, can't do it. I'm too depressed. Um, if I skip class once, I won't go back. And I remember at, you know, certain points where this was what I, I liked having you there because we were both kind of going through the same thing just at different times. Yeah. And so we're always like the ones that say like you know I you know I'm really not feeling up to it today my mental health just isn't where it should be I'm like all right put some clothes on we're gonna go to a coffee shop and yes. you know you do the same for me and I was thinking about that while I was there I was like wow I really wish I had someone now I didn't realize how lonely it was gonna be right and like we literally like we wouldn't even talk like we would just be like we're just gonna like sit together and we're gonna like get all of our shit done and we'll talk a little bit but it was like we had the community mm-hmm. of each other. I mean, shit, even during COVID, like we were both there. We barely saw each other, but it was like, we both knew that like, if something happens, if I need someone, I know that I have someone literally on the other side of the street mm-hmm. that if I really need her, I can call her and like, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like a lot of, my grief came was like I was like I didn't even like hang out with people that much but I was like but they were around when I needed them they were Mm -hmm. there and vice versa yeah and um I mean I guess it's I'm I'm glad that I I okay I'm glad that I left but I also missed it but I'm glad that I left because now here I have some people like my dad I'm really close to and I mean, even if I'm not close to the others, like I am with my dad, they're there. Right. I, I'm not alone. I'm not having to be like, what well, you know, eat out for dinner every night because I just yeah. trying to for one person. I face all these challenges living alone. But here, it's 
I I like it, but I don't. I don't know. I still have mixed feelings about it. It's only been a week. Yeah, give it a couple more weeks, and then I want a full review. Oh yeah, because I mean, right? Well, the other thing is, it's not my dad goes away out on work a lot, mm-hmm. and normally my mom goes with, and we also have Madison, the mm-hmm. foster, um, not you know, and uh, she went with them, and then William's issue, he has to be by my dad, and so. They all went. So it's just me and Scott chilling, vibing. He doesn't come out of his room. So it is almost like I'm alone again to an extent. Yeah. Now, what was it like? So you and Scott, Scott is your younger brother. You guys did live together in Tuscaloosa. We did. What was that like? Because genuinely living with a sibling in college, I could not imagine. I would never want to do it because I think I would beat the shit out of them. So after, you know, that relationship you have where, you know, when the older one leaves for college, the other, like you guys build this relationship, you're like, How, we actually like each other now. Look at this. Now that we're far away. Uh, I was expecting it to be like old times when we came back together, but it was still that same, like, oh, I kind of like you. We gave each other our space. We didn't talk much. I was at work, you know, most of the day. Away. And, um, but it was just nice to know someone else was in the house because he spent his entire day locked in his bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, on video games. If it was like my older brother, anyone else, I I would, without a doubt, beat the shit out of them. But him, he's chill when he wants to be. But now that he's definitely got like his um, anger and everything under control, which is which is definitely good because it wasn't great in Tuscaloosa. Is he still in school in Tuscaloosa? Lord, no. So he failed out his um, first semester. And then he went to, he was like, no, I'm going to try again. I'm really going to do it. Like, Lainey, I need your help. So I tried to help him. Nope, still failed. So he went to, he moved in with me. He did online school for the first semester. Failed out of that. And then he tried to do realtor school, which is like a six-month program. Failed out of that. And so he came here. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to go straight into the military. I think that's what's best for me. So he's been training and everything. And he actually, I've been helping him study for his ASVAB, like for the engineering questions. I'd look it up, figure out how to do it, teach him. And he just, yesterday, he did really good. He can get any job he wants. Amazing. Yeah, very proud of him. So are you planning on, I know you were teaching in Tuscaloosa. Are you planning on finding a teaching job in DC? So I I don't know because while I'm up here, my thing is I want to be focusing on my mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. And whenever I tried to do that in Tuscaloosa, you know, where I take a semester off college because I'm like, I'm going to work on this. I never ended up working on it because I love my job so much. Mm-hmm. I love working with the kids that, you know, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, I have extra time now. I'm just going to, I'm going to go full time. Right. And and then I just don't have time to work on um, myself and go to therapy and go to doctor's appointments because I'm working from 730 to 530. So I don't think so right now. If I, you know, start to get things under control and I have a habit pattern with my parents that kind of support me in the background, reminding me, making me go, then maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know yet. I would never want to teach. So I commend you so much because it, I just, I couldn't. 
like I feel like I would get so exhausted immediately and just so overwhelmed. I mean, that happens um, a lot, especially because I get very overstimulated a lot with all of the noise and Miss Harris, Miss Harris, Miss Harris coming from 50 different directions. Um, So that can be a lot, but it also pays out. Like I had one of my kiddos, she is selective. She has selective mutism. Um, she talks to like her mom, her sister and her babysitter. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So I know she can talk. She talks to some of her closer friends. And um, she like right before I left, she ended up talking to me. And I got it on video because I was shocked. And I was like, this is the best feeling ever. Having a kid like trust you so much and you've built up that relationship that she feels comfortable talking to you. That's amazing. Um, that's why I like definitely more rewarding when it comes to jobs. Oh yeah. Um, I like the special education aspect more, which I haven't been able to do at the capital school because it was so tiny. So I am, that is one thing that I am like looking forward to is going, you know, hopefully another school where they have a bigger program that I can work on. Yeah. Which I will say that is the one thing that I feel like has stayed consistent with you since we met when we were 18 was that you were like, I want to work in special education. And I, I really love and admire that like you have had a clear knowing of like what your dreams have been. And that like, no matter what else has gotten rocky, you've always had the consistent of like, I know where I want to be. I know what I want to do. I know what fulfills me because not a lot of people have that. I am lucky that I have it. I don't even, um, you know how like on essays and stuff I don't know in the college of education they had us do this they were like what makes you want to be a teacher like why did you become a teacher and I'm just like I I don't know I grew up always like knowing that I wanted to be one Mm -hmm. like I play like I don't know a definite answer to that just that I've always known yeah what about you did you always want to work for what were your original No. no I never knew what I wanted to do. The one time that I did know what I wanted to do, all it ever was, was I wanted to help people. You know, I wanted to help people. And at first I thought that meant I wanted to be a therapist. And then my parents were like, you don't want to be a therapist. And then I had someone that was like, you don't want to be a therapist. You just need a therapist. Um, And then I wanted to be an OBGYN. And I put a lot of time into that, but I mean, it, the schooling just didn't work out for me. Like I failed out of the program and went back to media, which was always my strong suit. I was always really, really good with media. Um, and so I leaned into that and then I just got the job that would take me. Um, you know, I was just so excited to like have a good job that checked off my markers of like, I I need health insurance and I want an income of a certain level so that like I know that my bills are going to be paid every month and that like I have a little left over that I get to do what I want with but like I get to live a life where I'm secure and I'm safe um and then you know once I started working in the corporate setting it transitioned to like okay well like I'm still helping people in some way here and transitioned into you know HR so I'm able to help people on a different level and you know make sure that everything is fair and consistent and that people are getting treated the way that they should be, which I really enjoyed. But I do think that at some point, like I can see myself getting married, 
having some kids, taking some time off to like be a mother. Cause that was another thing. Like I always just was like, my job is going to be mom. Like I want to have kids. I want to be a mother, but I would love to be a doula and like still have some aspect. Cause I think when like women's health, women's healthcare in this country is absolutely trash. Um, the United States, unfortunately, has postpartum mortality rates that are that of a third world country. Um, it's disgusting. And, you know, it, it just is something that like the more I learned about it, the more enraged I got. So maybe one day. Um, but until then, I'm just still figuring it out. You know, it the Barbie movie sent me into an existential crisis because I was like, my whole identity was always I want to get married and have kids. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, should it be like, why am I not a career Barbie who like woke up and was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. My job is lawyer. Like my job is. I wish I was. Survive. Yeah. Because I am, I'm too expensive to be a teacher. Like I love what I do, but I don't make a lot and I am high maintenance. I realized like I the guy I dated in college would always compliment me on like, you're so low maintenance. And I was like, I'm depressed. Like I'm actually not. I also hid a lot of my crazy to him. And like, it's always been funny. Like when he and I would talk about it and I'd be like, oh no, like I would catch you doing shit because I knew all of the like crazy bitch ways to find it. I just didn't say anything. And then I'd bottle it up and then I would like explode But now I've like really accepted the fact that I'm like, I am high maintenance. Every time that I shit on like other women that were doing the high maintenance things that I wanted to do. Cause like as a kid, every year for my birthday, I was like, I want a spa day. I want my nails done. I want a facial. And my parents were like, no, like you're too young. It's not important. Like don't be vain. And then as I got older, I was like, fuck this. Like I, for the past year got a facial every single month. I got my nails done every couple of weeks. Like I loved it. Now I'm like, I go to Pilates every week. I go to yoga. I do all these things that I used to look at and was like, oh, these are luxuries to go to a yoga class. So I have a question about the Pilates and yoga thing. I like yoga. How do you like Pilates? I fucking love it. I love Pilates so much. I it's low impact, which is really important for me because it keeps your stress hormones low. But it's also like, one, it's fun. Two, you're laying down most of the time and I'm a little bit lazy. And three, like it, a lot of it is like kind of based in like dance. I felt comfortable going in because I was like, I did ballet for years as a kid. So I was like, I got a one up on you bitches. Like I hate doing things if I don't know that I'm going to be good at it. So I just hate exercise but before I in Alabama I don't know if you ever knew this I started working as a gymnastics coach again and because mm-hmm. I uh, did you know that I was a gymnast it's actually a part of my me that I've repressed because it was very hardcore um but when I was I knew that you were a cheerleader I yeah I was a cheerleader halfway through high school I was a gymnast from I don't know in England um all the way until about sophomore year of high school Mm. Um, and then we moved to Colorado when Scott went to the Olympic training center for it and by then I had quit but I had kind of it was very hardcore I kind of quit because I wanted life it was Mm. I went to school and then I immediately went to gym on the weekends all of all gym and 
So I kind of got tired of it. But then I was like, you know, maybe, maybe exercising will help me get it back up. And it was actually, it was fun. I missed it. But um, at least I was able to start slowly getting back at working out with something that I actually like doing. I think you like- would like Pilates then because it's like that and it's like a very female environment, which was huge for me because like, you know, I did powerlifting for a little bit there. I always dated gym net rats. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to lift. And I only had one boyfriend that I went to the gym with that I didn't have a horrible time because he would do the move. And then I would just copy and he'd be like, if you want notes, I'll give you notes. Cause I had one of my exes like went to the gym with him and he full on like screamed at me and like humiliated me, like pulled the weights off of me and was like, you're not doing it right. Like go do air squats until you can figure out how to do it right. And I was like, I knew no, the one after that. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I just, I like, I was like, I don't feel safe here. Like it's a bunch of men that could like easily snap me in half and kill me. Like, I don't feel safe. And Pilates, I was like, that was like my commitment to myself this year was I was like, I had done a couple of Pilates classes and I was like, I really like it. But like, I don't think that I felt worthy of taking care of myself. Like, and that's something that I I had spent, you know, a couple months going, I'm going to pamper myself to take care of myself. But then on the flip side, I also have to do the things that I don't want to do to take care of myself. Like it's, again, I'm a three-year-old adult. Hey, it's really easy for me to go. I love brushing my teeth. So I'm going to brush my teeth every day, but I don't love to wash my hair, but I still have to wash my hair. So how do I make it fun until it's like the thing that was not fun and is essential becomes fun and luxurious. So it was going to Pilates classes. It was going to yoga classes. It was investing in memberships that I was like, oh, this is going to be so pricey. But on the flip side, my mental health has never been better. And I do attribute a lot of it to like working out. And like, I can tell the difference when I go, I have a workout. It's helped me find communities where like every class, I'm going to talk to one person. I might not know their name. I might not know them well, but it's a start, especially like I've been in this city that I'm in now for four months. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, the only person I know here is because they were in our sorority in college and they moved up here. And I was like, so, but like, Everybody I know here is from work. I need friends that are not work related. I felt that in Alabama because my my job was like, oh, no, go hang out with your friends. I was like, okay. You guys are my friends. (laughs) Um, Y'all are my friends. And then also my other friends are like 45 year old with, um, you know, middle school age kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their idea of fun is not the same as mine. It's so tough. And like all of my friends when I was a teenager, we're in their twenties. So like mentally, I think that's part of why like being a child, like being a baby adult has been a little bit easier is like, I was friends with people that were going through it when I was in high school. So I knew that it was coming. Like, I knew that it was going to be like, I know everything. And now I know nothing and I'm going to hit the floor and I'm going to fall flat on my, like, these are the years of character development, truly. Adding some spice to the plot. You know, I feel like there's, there's a good amount of spice already. Uh, I don't know how much more spice I can take. Whenever there's, I think there's a good amount of spice. Life is like, no, you can handle more and more and more. Oh my gosh. I remember the first, do you remember this? The first time that I had like so many, like bad luck and so much bad luck in a row 
was when um, Efron, the tan Jeep that I had, mm-hmm. I put it in front of my apartment. Yep. Um, and then after that, like, so I got in the accident and then I found out it was totaled. Then when I was going to find, um, wait, the, yeah, when I was going to find a um, rental car, they were like, oh, you need your a credit card, not your debit card. My mom had my credit card because uh, I was abusing it like every 20 year old with a credit card mostly Naturally. does. And um, so she took it away. She had to mail it to me. And then I went there and they were like, yeah, no, we don't give it to people under 25. I'm like, yes, you do with USAA. And then I went to a different place. And then I found out that my license was expired. And then I had to go to the DMV and realize I didn't have my birth certificate. And that was a lot. I I realized I had bad luck right around then. But the beauty with it is it's like, Something that I've had to come to terms with is like, one, everything happens exactly how it's supposed to, exactly when it's supposed to. But every time that something painful happens, I'm like, hey, this means that I get to feel this depth of joy. Like, it's coming. This is great. Like, gotta gotta get myself through it. But that's fair. My, my therapist was telling me that. I have been feeling like this because most of us have been living alone for a while for like feeling down for so long. It's become my new normal. Right. And it's- I felt the up in a very long time and I can't wait until it happens. Now, the thing with it, though, is when it comes up, it's not going to feel it's going to feel scary. It's going to feel triggering because you're not used to it again. So it's like being able to release control and just take it as it goes. And it's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. I am not. I'm excited, but I'm not. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Of course. Love you. Cannot wait to see you again soon. Bye. Bye.